Alright, you're watching and listening to the Fat Bidden Film Club and I'm assuming I'm Mr. Cheryl A. Bustaman And I'm Mrs. Zanadli And as usual, every week we watch a local movie and we review it And this week, although we were invited to the premiere We are going to pay for our own ticket to watch Dukun Dukun Many years ago, we've been waiting for this, many many years So we shall go watch it now There a bit. Okay. Okay, so we just watched uh, Dane's uh, Dukun. Yes. The much anticipated Dukun. Uh, it wasn't actually much anticipated because nobody knew it was getting released. Yeah, we just thought it was like it was shelved yeah. forever. Yeah. Because, because okay, okay. And then suddenly bam. Okay, this is this is the context la. This is the context la. Okay, this is the context. The film was supposed to have been released like 2006, mm. right? 2006. It was done in 2006. It was supposed to be released then, but then there were issues with it because some people thought that it was very closely uh, related to the Mona Fendi murder case. And it was case. still based on that the, Mo the Mona Fendi, yeah. yeah, the Mona Fendi murder case. Just for you guys to refresh your memories, those of you who would have been only like 14 or 15 years old in 2006, um, uh, it was a uh, Mona Fendi. Mona Fendi uh, was a bomo who killed a dato, right? Uh, who killed a dato who was trying to be powerful and influential, and uh, <laughs> but you know the case, right? Yeah, it was a very I was about case. fourteen or fifteen at the time. Oh, were you? Were you? Uh, <laughs> and uh, so the the, the dato eventually died. Uh, and, and it was chopped into fourteen pieces. Yeah. and it was found in a hole in her backyard. Yeah, and the dato was my father's friend. Yeah, and was my neighbor. Oh. <laughs> uh, not very close neighbors, but at that time my family and I were living. So the in, film. We're living in Kuantan. So the film. Yeah, the film. we're living in Kuantan, and yeah, it was just there. So the film <laughs> is uh, loosely based so, on that. So she was considered like a very powerful dukun lah, yes. or bomo. But the film is a dukun is a woman shaman. Yeah. So at that time, shaman. at that time, the context was that lah, but it was yeah. never released. It was never released. Right. It was never released. A couple of years ago, I met Dean. And I asked him, hey, when is Dukun ever going to be released? And he was like, fuck that, and I'm was, doing Interchange now, bitch. No, no, Interchange had come out already at the time. And he was then saying... Then it was not a couple of years ago. Interchange came out last year. No. Uh, this ago. was like maybe two years ago. Yeah, a yeah. well, couple of years ago. Yeah, so he was like, fuck uh, that, I'm so editing Interchange. No, he didn't fuck say that. Dukun. He did not say that. He said, you've got to ask uh, Astro. <laughs> and I asked Astro. I, I asked Henry Tan. And Henry Tan just smiled and Still laughed it off. Still nothing to do about the No, it's giving film. context lah. Okay. Right? It's giving context. Because la, any any film. any review of any film would be just any review right. without any context, okay. right? Yeah, so, so a little bit of info. A little bit of info in case, you know, you find it interesting. So we saw the movie finally released after 12 years. Mm, right? Yeah. Everybody in this movie looks so young. Like yeah. 12 years younger. So young. <laughs> like Umi Aida, uh, Faisal Hussein, Braun, Namron. Braun's Palari comes, name comes in like 7th. 
Do you even remember a time when Bron Polari's name came in seventh? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, and and, and Namron looked like a boy. <laughs> well, no lah. He looked much younger lah. He looks shorter now. Yeah, he looks I mean, small then. too. Yeah, Very he looks small. small in the, Very small. In the film. Anyway, so yeah. this film is basically yeah about Della. Mm. So, mm. um, so Faisal Hussein, wait, Uma Aida, uh, Umi Aida, Umi Aida plays uh, the Dukun. Whose name is Diana Dahlan. Diana Dahlan. Uh, uh, Faiza Hussein plays the lawyer who represents her in court. Karim. Yeah, Karim Osman. Mm. <laughs> the roll of the tongue could be like Karim Raslan. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, it's Karim Osman. And Karim Raslan is a lawyer here. Uh, but anyway, so, uh, and who else? Who else plays what? Kinwa plays the prosecutor. Namron plays the Namron inspector. Namron plays the inspector with Bron. Bron plays the rookie inspector. The rookie inspector who helps Namron. And is obsessed with football. Yeah. Brazil versus France. Yeah, and, and there was this there was this one scene where he describes to Namron how to solve the murder by using football using analogy. football as an analogy and he's like commentating and it kind of reminds me of Ola Bola. Bola, Bola. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's a movie about that. I actually kind of thought the movie was quite good. It because was. because I like the way it's how structured. yeah, it was structured because it tells the story from many perspectives from the courthouse, the courtroom Case, the, the case uh, going on in the courtroom, uh, uh, the, the jail, the, the, jail, the, prison. the prison, when, when the Dukon uh, Umi Aida uh, was in jail. It tells the story from uh, Faisal Hussein Faisal as a Hussein's lawyer. Perspective. Personal perspective. Personal perspective. Because he's missing a daughter, he lost his daughter. Yeah, and, and everything connects and is very cleanly yeah. uh, resolved yeah. in yeah. the end. And there are flashbacks nice. too. And there are flashbacks too. I, I, I have to say, Adlin Aman Ramli's, uh, Adlin Aman Ramli's role, uh, his performance was great. Because the entire movie, he just laid still, lied down, closed his eyes, and pretended to be unconscious. At some point, he touched Umi Aida's waist. <laughs> yeah. Just saying, that happened. <laughs> there were a lot of sexual inendos in the film. A lot of sexual inendos. Mm. You, um, you, you want to talk about that? Not really. <laughs> no, I mean, talk about the, the fact that we, because we both agreed that the film Oh, is... you seem to be on a roll, so I'll just let you talk like this review. I'll just stand here and make unimpressed faces. I know. How uh, about we, we do that? We will, we will, I, will, I will link to another review where she dominated the review. I'll put the link here. Right, and I just kept quiet I in that never, review. I would never. Well, 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 click on the link and judge for yourself. <laughs> okay. So the sexual innuendos. No, I'm no, not about the sexual innuendos. Ah. But we were talking about it over lunch just now after we watched the film. We went At to eat first. Yeah, late lunch. <laughs> uh, late lunch. Uh, the fact that this film is about the relationship between women and men. We did not. Okay, first of all, mm. Dane Syed said that in an interview, I guess, that this film, if you look deeper into it, it's about the relationship between men and women and uh, it talks about how, uh, you know, men always seek power but power inherently needs to be passed down to women, something like that. Yeah. Uh, there is a lot of uh, ideas of power in this film. Uh, it, 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 Dane's side questions like, okay, so Umi Aida is the shaman, right? But is she the victim or the perpetrator? Right. Um, it is uh, not exactly a feminist film, but mm. it does definitely focus a lot on a woman, mm. on women, and the idea of women and power. Because the film actually opens uh, at what the battle of the women shamans in Sumatra the, the, many, the, many years yeah, ago. The revolt, rebellion, a rebellion, the revolt, the revolt, revolt of, uh, of women, women shamans, shamans in many, the Bata many years Island, ago in Sumatra. Bata Island in Sumatra. Because there's yeah. a there's a plot. Uh, it shows how women were yeah. killing men. La. Yeah, more right? or less. Um, and especially men who were oppressing them because it was yeah. all authorities, right? Milita yeah, Milita no, militaries, militaries and militants, policemen. A lot of militants. Not so militants, military. 
sure. Yeah. And then, uh, so it really shows you like this idea of like where does the power really lie? I think in the context of a Malaysian society, in the context of you know a place where patriarchy is still very much in place, mm. it was, uh, it's quite progressive uh, to see a film that explores. It doesn't really impose the idea, but it explores the idea of um, who's really in control. Yeah. You know because. Uh, What's your friend's name? The one who lies down a lot? Adli Naman Ramli. Ah, the guy who plays the dead Datuk. Basically. The Datuk he looks like 12 years younger too. He, um, <laughs> he basically goes to her because he wants uh, more power. power and because he's a developer. So he's trying to right, win more right. tenders and he wants more influence and more power. Yeah. And uh, thus um, he is uh, coaxed into believing that if he uh, gets this thing and performs this ritual, uh, he will become invis invincible. Yeah. So you see, it's all about the idea of power, but he will not be able to attain this power without a woman. A woman. Yeah. And 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 Umi Aida, Diana Dahlan, right, plays a very very powerful woman, and it's portrayed that way too in the entire film. I thought her performance, uh, Umi Aida's performance, was was stellar. I read actually that she lived for two months with a snake. Like she ah. ate with it, slept with it, and, and, and like did everything with it just so that she could study its movements to embody into her character. Yeah. And so when I was watching this film, I was watching it with that in mind, right? right. And I thought it was like stellar. She yeah. is so subtly commanding, you know? She like really like her presence on screen and her presence even like in the courtroom and even in the prison, yeah. right? Really like commands your attention and True, it's just yeah. super, super... You cannot take your eyes off her. She's captivating but also very, very terrifying all at the same time. Mm. And it wasn't in such a like typical horror movie kind of way where she's so supremely evil mm. and she's so supremely like one-dimensional and, and, and you know, terrible or whatever. Everything was just uh, very nicely laid, mm. I felt. And she was just... It was great. It was lovely it, to watch. It was like especially scenes in the courtroom and her interaction with people, right? Yeah. The the the, the Dukon's interaction with yeah, other people yeah. in the courtroom. It was a lot of it had nothing to do with supernatural powers. Yeah. It had nothing it to do with very, horror. It was, her it was persona, just persona. Yeah. Like a like charisma a, and an independent yeah. and strong uh, female persona. Yeah, and she when she first meets uh, her lawyer, Karim, right? Hmm. Uh, he says, um, so do you really believe that you have powers or something? And she says something like, what I have, nobody will understand. Yeah. But in a very like superior kind of way, you know, like, oh, you peasants, you will not <laughs> understand. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, we are not worthy mm -hmm. of whatever you are, Satan. Yeah. Yes. So, so it was a good movie? Uh, a little bit loose at times. Uh, a bit slow in pacing, I felt. Um, some of the proceedings were a tad bit slow, just mm. a bit. Mm. Um, it felt a bit dragged out okay. in some parts okay. for mm. me. Mm. A bit lah, not a lot, but a bit. Like the investigative parts, I felt were a bit dragged out right. sometimes. And uh, um, her, uh, more of her, her shaman stuff would have been better to complement her, her persona or her character, right. I don't know. But yeah, the layers and all were great. Um, point of note though, um, I didn't like how because you know it is a film about black magic and we all know how uh, society feels about uh, mystical things that are you know shirik and mm. i think we all know what kind of society and audience i'm talking about <coughs> so uh there's a scene where karim so karim has lost his daughter by the way 
I need to tell you this because it's related to what I'm about to say. So mm. he loses his daughter and, and he, he he's trying very hard to find, her. to find her. He hires a private investigator, he goes to his contact in like the police and says like if a name comes up uh, on any of the detainees or whatever, please call him, so on and so forth. Yeah. He goes to the mosque yeah, so he goes to, to the see mosque, an imam, who obviously see, is his friend. To see an imam and this is after Umi Aida has told him, I can help you find your daughter. Yeah. Uh, or something like that. No, he, she didn't say that. You need, she subtly said, you, you, you lost, you lost someone, right? It's someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah someone very important to you. And yeah, I can help. I can help. Yeah. So uh, after that, I guess he is facing a conflict out of the desperation of trying to find his daughter. Mm. That he goes to the mosque and he sees this Ustad. And he tells this Ustad, I feel very earnestly, la, he tells this Ustad, what do you do when you've lost someone, not in a physical sense, but in a... In yeah. a different in a different manual or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And the Ustad tells him, You just need to have faith and pray to God. And I was like, Okay. Uh I don't discount that faith is a very big part in a lot of things. Okay? And so is religion. That's all great. But I felt like in this context you're talking to a man who has literally lost his child. Uh, physically and also possibly because they're supposedly estranged because she's like seventeen and she's like a rebel and something mm. something, right? So could you not have offered more conducive advice? Like, why is the mosque being portrayed as a place you go to literally to get advice that that basically is very passive lah, you know? Mm. It doesn't offer comfort, it doesn't offer a solution, it doesn't really offer much of anything really. I'm pretty sure that because Karim's uh, character is already uh, perceived to be quite an upstanding man lah, you know? He seems very straight, very honest, so you would also assume that he is kind of a man of God already. So telling him this Aha, doesn't assumptions doesn't really uh, give him anything. So I felt like that was a bit annoying to me. I felt like mm. it was kind of pushing this uh, right. idea of you know at the end of the day you should never turn to all these other alternatives and you should just have faith and believe in God passively. And that and then right at the end uh, right at the end of the film they bring up a Quranic verse. That tells you that, uh, you know, Allah will greatly punish you for comparing him to other beings and, and you know, jangan mm. samakan Tuhan lah, basically. And I was like... Okay, so here's, here's, here's my take on it. Number one, we have laws, censorship laws, when shirik and things like this, supernatural things are supposed to be portrayed in the movies. So the last slide in the movie is probably because of that. Yeah. Uh, because if you notice, a lot of movies that are supernatural in the, uh, local movies in the cinemas, there will always be a disclaimer saying that this is shirik and in no way is this real. Or like Munafe. Yeah. 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 See, I think there's a certain uh, rule that, that, yeah, that you have to follow. To be like that. Uh, and number two, I think the, the fact of the matter is, and I don't want it to be any spoiler because when you find out at the end of the movie, uh, to me it was more of a commentary of how uh, you don't turn to the supernatural, black magic, mm. neither do you turn to faith because we live in a realistic world. Mm. Uh, and at the end of the day, we do find out what happens to his daughter. Yeah. And it was actually very real world. Yep. You know? Uh, yep. And look, no, the, the advice that the Imam gave was so general that you really can't, you know, can't, 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 general, can't make out of generic, it. Really? Generic, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's Listen, so can generic. I, please, please, you're dominating the. All <laughs> right, right, right. So, yeah, yeah, gen generic, general. So it's a commentary on that, like how 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 stupid it is, lah. Sure. 
sure. Because, 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 right, even black magic was not, at the end of the day, black magic didn't solve it either. You know? Yeah. Uh, it could be a commentary on that, or it could be another scare tactic yeah, to warn you, lah, by the way. You know, you should always go back to God. Uh, to I don't God. think so. I think it's more a commentary. Uh, well, it's open to interpretation. So it is. you how I felt about it. You yeah. always you know how Gan feels about it now. Yeah. So, yeah. We know how you felt about feel about it too because yeah, you 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 because you managed to say it all without me <coughs> interrupting you. One. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah. So see, many of you have commented saying that these reviews need to have a difference in opinion, right? Mm. We fought on camera. You should see us off camera. <laughs> Especially when Joanna Nitya is around. <laughs> anyway, Joanna Nitya, our long-time fan, right? She's been watching YouTube, watching this channel for a long time. Sure, sure, cool. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so uh, we're. Um, it's good to know that Dukun is actually doing very well in the cinemas. It has made six point two million ringgit in the, the first, first five, four, days five days yeah. of its release. Mm. Um, I also feel like um, it's a bit sensationalized. Uh, Zan disagrees another fight on camera Zan disagrees because he's like who the hell knows what it's about why is everybody going to watch it I disagree because I think hello everybody knows what the hell it's about also in the time of the internet it's all over the place lah. but because you know he lives in a world where he's just friends with prominent people and only the prominent people are talking about it so therefore he thinks the mass aren't talking no, about because, it because I haven't seen anything written about it in uh, or written or, or portrayed or, or, or you know talked about or discussed in any of the mainstream media you haven't been looking at the mainstream media I you have. just look at the edge and look at your column that's it excuse me every morning my ritual is to go to all the websites every morning your ritual is actually to rush to get ready for work yeah really. and in the car that's when I go through all my news you're supposed to be driving yeah but you know it takes me one and a half hours to get to but you're only looking at the, the election news you're not looking at the film stuff how do you know what I look at because I know you really you want to anyway, check the history of my on, browser? Moving on, it yes. has been portrayed in the mainstream media. I will send you links after. I know it's what. You don't even link it to this review if you it's, want. It's, huh? Uh -huh, I do that, so I'm not gonna link it. <laughs> no, but but yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. I I know that it's been written about in Star and and things That's like that. That's because I just. You that it was written about in the spa. I've seen, I, I've seen it even being written yeah, in Malaysia online. So why online. do you say that but, it's not been talked about in mainstream media? No, but if you've seen the way it's talked about, it's very. Um, I still think no, it's no no context to it. I it's still think like, it's subtle advertising because everybody. The main selling point here is the fact that it was not released in two thousand and six, and it was released now. So mm. that's actually why everybody keeps watching it. But um, you should go watch it. It's actually quite great for a Malaysian film. Uh, the performances are all stellar, uh, and it's it's just it's great uh. So go go see. It. Yeah. Uh, one one point to note also: this film is if you are familiar with Dane work, Interchange. He did Interchange. He did uh, Bunohan. Two films that were very very uh, experimental and very uh, abstract and interpretive lah. Whereas this film, although it is also quite a uh, Experimental. Quite experimental, but it was it's way more mainstream and way more accessible than his other two films. And this was done. This film was done before those two films, before Interchange and yeah. before Bunohan. Bunohan. Uh, and it's way more accessible, la. So yeah, it's a good just, film. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good, good film. film. It's alright. It's alright. Yeah, it's quite good. It's a good yeah. Film. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, I think we would say everybody go watch it, la. Yeah, go watch yeah. it. Watch mm. it. Cool. Yeah. So. Okay, so that's it. We shall continue our fight off camera. Uh, in the meantime, 
if you want to comment or say anything or ask any questions or whatever, just, just comment. Uh, send in questions, whatever, to us and we'll try to address them. He will answer um, your questions. <laughs> right? And, uh, and I always have time for my unless viewers. I always unless, have time for my viewers. She may not have time for her viewers, but I always have time Who's for my viewers. Who's watching me? They're all watching because, me because of you. Oh, really? So you like to believe lah. <laughs> okay, anyway, you can follow us and get everything. You can follow us on all our social media platforms at FatBidin or get everything at fatbidin.com. Uh, you've been watching and listening to the FatBidin Film Club. I'm assuming I'm Mr. Cheryl A. Bustaman. And I'm Mrs. Zonazli. Okay, let's go find out.